0: Welcome to our latest edition of the Together We Believe podcast. My name is Fred Schmidt, one of the pastors at Hillcrest Bible Church, and we are excited to be back with you this week as we have all summer long, as we we, uh, we take some brief conversations with some of our own people that reflect these essential doctrines that we're looking at on Sunday mornings, looking how we can... Uh, engage our minds and awaken our hearts. Today we are here with Jack Serwinski and Heather Kugel as we look at the future we anticipate, taking again taking what we learn in our minds and figuring out how do we apply that in our lives to experience more life and joy in Jesus. So Heather, would you start out by simply introducing yourself, telling us about your family, maybe uh, tell us how long and how you've been connected around here at Hillcrest Bible Church.
1: So I'm Heather Kugel. I've been at Hillcrest for 19 years. I am married to Mike Kugel, and I have three children. I have, my oldest is Willow Kugel, who is 24, at home currently um, working at the Oregon pool and then my son is Hudson who runs for UW track and is studying economics and then next and last but not least is my daughter Merritt who is a junior at UW-Madison studying communications with the hopes to eventually go to law school. So at Hillcrest I've been involved in a variety of different things from children's ministry, which is where I started. Um, The first three months I was here, Scott Ziegler asked me to oversee children's ministry. And I'm like, I've never worked with children before. And so, other than my own, but not overseeing them, I'd always been involved in youth ministry. And so from there, I also got involved in youth ministry at the same time. And then eventually oversaw all of children's ministry from kindergarten or pre-K all the way to high school, for several years why we were without a youth pastor. Okay. I've also led women's Bible study and done different devotionals and talks at different women's ministry events and been in charge of events such as Summerfest and doing other um, kids programs around the, the campus during my 19 years here
0: and add into that a little bit of a creative flair that we see around and some some painting over the years.
1: I did forget that I was also I am also on creative team and now it am steering more in the direction of working on overseeing Easter and Christmas here mm-hmm. at Hillcrest. So look forward to the exciting things that we have planned for this fall, this Christmas as well as Easter next year. It's yeah. already fun to start planning those events and and got a lot of things engaging our community as well this year.
2: Yeah. And so if you didn't catch that, Heather's kind of a maverick at like everything. (laughs) It's kind of awesome. Well, Yeah. So Heather, tell us, um, tell us a little bit about your faith journey. What, what brought you to Christ? What was that journey like for you?
1: I was very fortunate to grow up in a Christian home, um, with a mom who was very, um, involved in Bible study. And at the age of five, we were heavily involved in a lot of church activities growing up, you know, Sunday mornings, Sunday nights, Wednesday night, every time the church doors Mm -hmm. were open. The Johnson family, that's my maiden name, we were at the doors. Um, Vacation Bible school, child evangelism, fellowship. Um, So we did a lot of Gnu's Club, that kind of stuff growing up. And I also had the privilege of going to a Christian school. When I was five years old, we had an Back then, we had a lot of evangelistic meetings, and there was an evangelist there, and I remember sitting there in the sermon, listening to him, going, okay, I need to ask Jesus into my heart. So when I got home, I knelt next to my bed with my mom, and I asked Jesus to forgive me of my sin and Mm -hmm. and save me, and um, from there, it's been no turning back. Mm -hmm. Um, At age 11, I made the public commitment to be baptized and follow God in that aspect and make my faith um, publicly known to our community, although they already knew that, and then was heavily involved in my youth group growing up through through high school. Um, I went to four different youth groups, so I was involved in a lot of different oh, ministries. All at the same time? <laughs> all at the same okay, time. Okay, I'm not surprised, yeah, but no. again, really. um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, and a lot of different things that we had going on um, back then. And then when I became in college, I started leading over the summers giving our youth pastor who was a volunteer the summers off and i took over um, high school ministry during my summers as well as i got involved in high school ministry at at different college um, campuses or not colleges but at different churches while i was at college Mm -hmm. Um, as i grew spiritually watching my mom who was always in the word if she wasn't in the Word, she was on her knees praying. And mm-hmm. I can remember passing by her bedroom door, I don't even know how many times, um, seeing her on her knees praying, mm-hmm. or, or meeting with other women praying over all of us as children and over our faith walk. And God really used her, as well as my grandfather, to motivate me into studying the Word, you know? And so, um I am really passionate about studying God's Word. I love God's Word and I love how the Word dances off the pages as you study it and learn and come to understand who God is and how much He loves and cares for you. And so as I have grown in um, my involvement, that has pushed me to really dive more and more into God's Word and want to share that Word with other people who are around me.
2: And so for those of you who can't see... <laughs> Heather's getting pretty emotional over here, and it's a beautiful sight to see that what the Lord has done in her life and her love for Christ and her love for the Lord, how it's impacted her. Where's that come from?
1: Because I know how lost I was Mm -hmm. before Jesus saved me. And I want the world to know where they'll end up if they don't have eternity with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to watch people lately defy Jesus and, and deny him, to know the ramifications of that is so hard to hmm. sit and not do anything about it. Not be able not share, not when you know what people can have and the joy and hope. I had a teenager ask me one day, why are you crying over what I've done? And I said, because I know what you can have. Hmm. And you're not choosing it. And I know the joy and the peace that will come from it. And right now you're living a miserable life because you're denying it. Hmm. And so to have people or to share the hope of Jesus with those around and to encourage fellow believers to be studying God's word, because the more you study, the stronger you are. You can't go to a math test and take the math test and do well on it if you don't study it. Well, you can't walk in your uh, relationship with Jesus Christ if you don't study the Word. You'll fall quickly, you know, like a domino. It just, you know, so many people fall so quickly because they're not grounded in in God's Word.
0: You know, Heather, um, in talking about, you know, what people will miss out on if they're not, trusting and have faith in Christ and 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 that that saddens you Maybe switch the emotion a little bit to to look at this future that we anticipate, you know it's something that I, I you've, you've had some passion around what, what? What's the the progression of that in your walk where you got interested in in the end times and the study of that and and and, and what you find in studying this future that we anticipate, that brings you joy?
1: Well, it started when I was filling in as a volunteer, you know, youth leader back in um, at my home church. And so the first summer I ever oversaw youth ministry, I started Sunday school with studying the book of Revelation. And that was the first time I ever studied it. And, And I got excited because I started to understand and really see all that God is going to do. And as I have grown in my 51 years on earth here, just to see how all of God's word is falling into place. When you look at everything that's happening overseas and and in our world today, you can see scriptures unfolding. And I think that's what I love about studying the end times to begin with, is we get to see we know what's coming, mm-hmm. and we know how we can prepare for that. And to watch it all unfold, you know, there's certain things that we'll never know. And you know, I've always wondered how God could stop the earth and stop the world. Um, and I think that just in our recent times, we have watched how God can take and stop our world in an instant by by COVID-19. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a way for God to to take and turn all our economies upside down. And and um, and we're just watching things as we watch, again, the Middle East, as we watch our own economy, as we watch the division that's happening, mm-hmm. because we know that there has to be disunity um, before mm-hmm. peace can come for the Antichrist, so. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and what does that do for you, maybe like in your daily walk with God, and, and how has have you seen that affect you over a longer period of time in your life, this this kind of passion for the future?
1: One of my goals that I've always I've told my children and I tell other women is that I, I always want to live in light of eternity. So I want to live as if I'm standing before Christ and I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And so when you start to live in light of that, then you start to live looking forward to his return. And then how do I share what is to come with people? Um, And so just looking at our world today, one of the reasons I love to study it and and study it passionately is because as things progress in our world, I can say, hey, that's in scripture. This is what God's Word said is, says about this. This is what's going to happen. This is what's to come, and and so studying it helps you be prepared to share it with others. If I didn't know what's to come, then how can mm-hmm. I warn anybody else of mm-hmm. the impending end of this world? Because mm-hmm. I haven't really, I don't look at it. I'm just living for today. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: my my job is to live in the light of eternity.
2: So as as you have been studying eschatology which is the, the fancy term of Jesus is returning have you, as you've been studying that what, is, what are some books some resources that you would say has been really effective in your own life uh, in shaping that as well as um, maybe something that you would recommend to somebody um, and specifically right I mean you can give us some context inside scripture but we'd also love to hear uh, maybe some authors that you would trust to give to somebody?
1: Absolutely. Uh, you know, first and foremost, I obviously go to, to God's Word as the primary source of everything that I study. And then any book I read, I always go back to make sure it lines up with God's Word. Um, because men are fallible and and we always need to make sure everything lines up, no matter who it is, myself included. If I'm speaking, I hope somebody holds me accountable to that as well, um, that I'm always lining up with God's Word. So that's first. Second is um, I have done Kay Arthur's Precept Upon Precept Intense Bible Study. And that is a two year long study and where you tear apart each chapter of revelation mm-hmm. verse by verse. And then, but you not
2: only, that not just revelation. Like you have almost the whole Bible in precepts. Is that right? Is that right?
1: I have done 57 studies. Yeah. Yeah. And, That's and uh, right. well, more than that now, that was last year. So add a couple more onto that. Right. Um, <clears throat> I have 26 left to do and I'll have completed all but the book of Psalms, because she doesn't have that in a a precept study yet. Not yet. Not Not yet. yet. Not yet, but otherwise I'll have done all the rest of the Bible. That's awesome. And then I'll have to start again because I've forgotten (laughs) what I studied in the first place. Um, What I love with Kay is that she always, first you go through the book individually, but then she takes scripture and backs it up with other scripture. And so Um, using the other books of the Bible to confirm what you're reading, because scripture never contradicts itself. Yeah. No matter what people may say, or they'll say, well, if God says something here, but he doesn't say that there. No, he never contradicts himself. You, may, you always have to read it in context. And I think oftentimes, Scripture has been taken out of context. So that's mm. been a huge number one, is her study. Um, another book that, that, um, that I've used a lot, because the guy is brilliant in his artistic and visual aids that he has is Clarence Larkin. Um, the book was written in 1914. He hmm. started it in 18-something. But it's pictures and graphs and it's called The Dispensational Truth. Mm. Um, and his he goes through Genesis and Revelation and Daniel and Ezekiel and and a couple other things in there. But there's not been one thing that I've read in that book that has been against God's word. Now, everybody can have a different point of view on when the tribulation takes place. You can, ha- you know, you can be mm-hmm. pre-trib, mid-trib, pre-wrath, or post-trib. Um, not so- something necessarily to be divided on. You can have a disagreement, but it's not something that's going to break or shake your, your faith. We all know that Jesus is coming and he's reigning mm-hmm. again, and that's, the, that's the, the end point. But that book has really helped me a lot. Um, just to visually see some things and timelines and stuff like that. The last book that I absolutely love that was written just recently is called, and I brought it with me. It's called the Nonprofits Guide to um, the End Times, and the author is uh, Todd Hampson, but he makes it so fun and hmm. and so readable. I read the book in like seven hours. Mm. Um, he's got lots of pictures and graphs and he starts by presenting why God's word is truth. And so talking about how many prophecies were are listed in the Bible and how many have been fulfilled. And then he goes and takes you through the time of where we are now, like where were earthquakes back then? 4.5 was considered a major earthquake. Now that's not, it's now a 7.2 is a major earthquake. Mm -hmm. And so he takes you and shows you how things have changed over time, both um, physically on the earth, from earthquakes to tornadoes, to pestilence and all of that, Mm -hmm. to uh, spiritually how our, are we're changing as countries um and becoming more against our creator as well as some so other.
0: so as we look at the future we anticipate the good part the end what are some things that you look forward to
1: as i anticipate jesus coming i look forward to just seeing him face to face
0: And the emotion comes again, yes. What do you picture in that moment?
1: Being able to bow at his feet and thank him for saving me, Hmm. to see the marks at his hands and feet, to know the pain and suffering that he went through on my behalf for me so that I could have eternity with him in a paradise and walking the streets of gold with him. You know, being able to, I know that nothing else will matter at mm-hmm. that moment. I won't have pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. My heart will function perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then next week will be to see all the saints that have gone before me. To mm-hmm. actually meet Moses and Peter and, Mar- and see Mary and Joseph and just just the wonder of that to be with fellow believers that have suffered. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, you look at our our friends in Afghanistan right now, Mm -hmm. and my heart cries and aches to know that within the next couple weeks, they will be with Jesus, you know, martyred Mm -hmm. for him. And he will avenge them, as we learn in Revelation, Mm -hmm. that he will avenge those who have been martyred for his his sake.
0: Mm -hmm. And yet they have a special place
1: they do have a special place. Yes, they have it. Uh, they are above all, really, yeah. um, under the under the altar. He will avenge them, and they will have a higher place. Mm.
0: I enjoy reading scripture that I don't. To be honest, kind of skips over the bad stuff, and we get to see how it ends. And 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 I I I enjoy that, and I I kind of equate it to. Uh, like one one of our um, latest great inventions is the the ability to to record a show or a Packer game in this case that I'm thinking of. And uh, sometimes I'll be in the middle of a Packer game and I just can't stand it. And I get my phone out and I check the score. And um, sometimes I even know what the final score is going to be and the Packers are going to win. And yet then when I'm watching the game as it unfolds, things happen that are good, things happen that are bad, and yet I know the end. And it gives me some, some peace and hope as we're going through the process, knowing, hey, we're going to be victorious at the end. When you interact with people who, who don't yet know Christ, how do you encourage them in light of not just a Packer victory, but in light of the fact that Jesus wins in the end? How, how would you encourage somebody who maybe isn't there yet.
1: As I interact with the people that are around me, everybody is at a different place spiritually. And so, finding out first and foremost, do you even believe that God exists? Mm -hmm. And if you do believe in God exists, what about God do you believe? Mm -hmm. And if there's a God, and you believe that this earth was made by him, then why wouldn't you believe all that he has written for you?
0: Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Heather, for being with us today to share your heart and your experience and your passion and your emotion around Jesus as we anticipate this glorious, glorious future in spite of all the stuff we're dealing with today. We know that God wins in the end. I appreciate you sharing that. Jack, thanks as always for being here. and and. Uh, joining me in the conversation David David is off somewhere double booked tonight no, and so uh, we got to hang out this has been really fun and thank you to all of you who have joined us I encourage you to subscribe to this together we believe podcast on uh, Apple podcast or Google Play or wherever else you find your podcast and we look forward to uh, visiting with you again next week.